Okay, we are recording. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, welcome, welcome, listeners, to the Selective Pantheon. This is a uh, D&D campaign for two players. I had to count a bit. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. But... We all miscount sometimes. <laughs> Uh, but this is a campaign all about, forgive whoever's sound that is. good. Uh, this is a campaign all about, uh, proving yourself to a pantheon. So... Uh, if we could just introduce ourselves and the characters, uh, I'll start. Uh, I can be called Finn. I am the DM. Uh, I'll be guiding us through this journey. And keeping the other two in check. I'm uh, My character's name's Padfoot, also known as Paddy. Uh, okay. And... Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, I am Plaguey, and I'm playing a character named Hava. Okay. Um... If you could each, like, describe a bit about your character, either physicality or personality-wise, that'd be good. Patty has a easygoing attitude, but there's no pushover. And beware if you tamper with his drink. Their drink, sorry. Okay. Uh, Hava is, uh, you know the stereotype of people who are short and they're also very angry? Yeah. That is my character. She is very excitable, to say the least, and doesn't always think before she does. Whether that's good or bad will be remain will remain to be seen. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do something real quick that I probably should have done earlier and make a notes channel for this in the Discord server. Okay. No. no. <laughs> Stop sending Kermit's in the chat. <laughs> you sent one in the notes page. Okay. I see how it is. Do it. Do it. Okay. Uh, I shall move over to the rolls section. So I can keep, keep an eye on that. Hello. So, from what I have been told about your characters, you're both uh, kind of pack 
characters where you tend to stay in you more likely are to stay in a pack or clan or something like that along those lines but both of your situations have been leaning towards going off on your own with Plague's character being their colony being flooded if that is correct and Tiny just not wanting to settle down just yet and just deciding to venture off on their own. Yep. <laughs> okay, so you two have found yourselves on a ship called the... It's... Well, it doesn't really have an official name. It's more known as the T-Bringer. Because this ship will more often than not be carrying uh sort of tea uh from one nation to another in this world uh you have just docked in the city of seahawk and tiny your character has been up in the crow's nest just getting fed by a kind of pulley system so not much interaction with anyone else. Uh, Plaguey, your character has been sort of keeping low as you as you are a bit of a stowaway on the ship. Keeping low, keeping low. I am two feet three. I can't do anything but low. <laughs> you know what I mean. You're not invisible. But um, yeah. Your character is a bit of a stowaway, and is not supposed to be here. That's fine. Uh, but... As you dock... Um... You both get a certain calling towards this city. Um, whether it be... Something, a feeling, like a gut feeling, or a hunch, or... Something that is tying you to the city that is yet to be seen. What did you send in? Yeah, we're allowed to swear. Yay! We can swear all the fucking time. Yay! Sorry to interrupt. Please continue. No, you're good. But, um. Yeah, you have docked. You are. Tiny has climbed down from the crow's nest and is first. I've glided down. I have. Oh yes. Uh, we forgot to make sure that people know what kind of physicality you guys have. Plaguey's character is, as from what I understand, a kobold, like two foot tall. Yes, two foot three tall kobold. Yeah, and Tiny's character. Had Hattie is a uh, animal hybrid, which leads more towards a wolf, but also has wings for some reason. Because I couldn't be bothered picking, climbing, or aqua raising. That's fair. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so people are catching a glimpse of Tiny's character, seeing the giant wolf. 
after gliding down with wings. And it, you get the sense that people around this area have not really seen much other than more human-looking species. Aren't they just sad? Uh... Cultured people. <laughs> Culture. Uh, and Plaggy, your character Hava is sort of sneaking around, um, trying to get off the ship without being noticed. So I just real quick want you to make me a stealth roll. Midget. <laughs> Roll with advantage, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, how do I do that? ADB? Yeah. yeah. For, For anyone, um, on, anyone, anyone curious, curious, we are... Oh, oh 24. 24. Okay. okay. Um, For anyone curious, we are using a bot for rolling the dice. Except for me. Because... I'm DM, and I can do what I want. Sir. Uh... This is my- this is my sleepover, I choose what movie you watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes! But... <laughs> yeah, so a 24 is gonna succeed. Uh, you get off the ship pretty... with ease. Um, so you're at the docking area. And you sort of hide behind one of the crates of tea. And so Tiny's character, Patty, is walking down the, walking onto the dock. And I want you, Tiny, to make a perception roll. Okay. Okay. Um, that'll do it. And so you notice out of the corner of your eye just a very small creature sort of swiftly gliding by and you only catch like a small glimpse. It's a white flash. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, so, you can either choose to investigate or just ignore it and go about your day. I investigate. Okay. As you approach it, uh, you get a sense that this is supposed to happen. This is something that is meant to be, and... You need to do this. So, you round the corner and see a two foot three sort of lizard creature. Um, how would have a react, Leggy? Uh, 
my character would just uh cower. Okay. I'm going to assume for Patty that Patty is just gonna take pity. Absolute pity. Patty's gonna crouch down and make make them seem smaller than they are, folding their wings and trying to get to <laughs> eye level. <laughs> just fucking lie on the ground, eye level. So, um. Hold on, let me go back to that uh, height comparison that someone sent in. Yeah, that is... You are still gonna be, like, at least a half a foot over them. On eye level. You got fuzzy, my friend. So, yeah. Teddy tries as non-threateningly as I can. <laughs> Goes. I can sneak you out. Really? Yeah. Really? <gasps> Yay! <laughs> hey, I couldn't afford passage on the ship, so I had to sneak out. I, I couldn't afford passage, or I had to be in the crow's nest. I wouldn't think. They said it was too small. They said it was too small to be a pirate. But I'll show them! I'm the best pirate ever! <laughs> it's good to have goals! Right now, I don't have any. <laughs> you can really sneak me out. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't. I had no other way to get on the ship. It's all good. And, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> good voice acting. Just great voice acting, Flaky. <laughs> way to channel your anime schoolgirl. I've been told that I sound like an anime schoolgirl by more than one person. It is concerning. I, I I can I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> 2005 MySpace anime girl. <laughs> but um, as this conversation goes, um, you two get a sense that your meeting was more than just happenstance. Clandestine. It is. Because you two feel a sort of connection that is not necessarily what you would explain for something romantic, but it still feels bonding. Kind of like a kinship. Yeah. Um. They're supposed to be waterlogged, but here we are. Yeah. So, um, I want 
One, I want tiny. Yep. I need you to make a stealth roll to sneak have it out of there. Okay. So, you are lucky in the sense that everyone on that ship is drunk. And it's really easy to sneak past someone who's that drunk. They just see my character and just be like, Oh, I didn't know you had a pet. Carrying on. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Paddy goes under his under their breath. They didn't share the rum with me. <laughs> so, you walk down the dock and get further and further towards the city. Um, as you get to where the dock ends and sort of the city starts to begin. Um, this is when a man who is on a carriage sort of drawn by horse, horse-drawn carriage, I don't know why I said it the other way, but a horse-drawn carriage draws by, he, the man steps off, and this is a man who is dressed in what appears to be very religious clothing. He then says to you, Cronatia has chosen you. He says nothing more than that and climbs back onto the carriage then he pulls out a sort of almost a water skin, but something similar to a water skin. Sort of dips his finger in and reaches down to Patty and sort of runs his finger down the forehead. I'm going to try to bite at his legs. He's, he's on a carriage that is probably taller than you. He's on a carriage that's taller than Patty. Never <laughs> catch new friend. <laughs> Patty's just standing there shocked and there's a wet feeling on their face. This is the one hell of a culture shock. Um... Do all humanoids do this? <laughs> this after <laughs> after you are marked, um, you look to your right, which I'm assuming is where Hava is. Sort of look down at Hava to confirm that this is indeed happening, and I am not dreaming. Yeah, have uh, nods vigorously. Um, but, uh, Plaguey, make a quick perception roll. Haha! Yes, perception. <laughs> what is that? 
Also, just to inform everyone, uh, we forgot to mention this, but both players are rogues. This is gonna be interesting. That's a seven. Okay. Um. Not not as interesting as our other campaign. Yeah. But still, it's gonna be pretty interesting. The bard times two. Electric boogaloo. But, um, so a 7 is just good enough to notice what's happening. And that is the sort of marking on Patty's forehead is starting to somewhat glow. And both of you start to look away. Well, Patty looks away and notices that the carriage is no longer there. Well, bye then! <laughs> <laughs> um, as this starts to glow, um, you notice more and more people of the town starting to look your way. The humanoids are scaring me! <laughs> my humanoid! Let's go. Um, you, you help me. I'll help you. Let's run. <laughs> Anywhere but here. So, uh, you guys can see from where you are three buildings that could possibly help you and that is one building that has uh the words dusty inn written on it in a big sign and then another building that from your backgrounds as rogues can tell that this is a thieves guild. Mm -hmm. And then another building, which seems like a... Just a normal bar and tavern. Teddy sets off for the tavern. <laughs> the tavern! Uh, my character, as he's following, is going to take... Well, my character, I'm going to say this right now, is wearing a very gaudy pirate hat that's way too big for her. Oh, oh that's adorable. Uh, but she also has a cloak on her, uh, because, you know, thieves things. And she's going to take her short sword and start sawing at it to make a sort of strip that might be wide enough to possibly cover up the uh, glowing mark as a headband. <clears throat> okay, okay, I just Patty, want to point... Oh, Patty could pull down his hood. I just want to make one thing noted, and that is as far as I have been told, Plague's character Hava has not informed Patty of the glow, and this glow is not bright enough to where it would be noticeable to Patty. Yeah, my character hasn't yet, because Patty just decided, uh, let's go to the tavern. Okay. So, 
Do you wish to just cut off the thing, cut off the cloth, and then tell? Yeah, my character's just using, like, the bottom hem of her cloak, so it stays somewhat even just... Okay. And hands it to Fatty, and you should be like, Hey, this this is forehead for the glowing mark. But I'm glowing! <laughs> Can you forehead? I Patty wraps the material around their head and then pulls down the cloak hood that they're wearing. I assume it doesn't look too awkward. It just looks like a bandana or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bandana on a wolf man. Wolf person. There's been weirder. Yeah. Well, obviously not in this town. Oh, this town is sheltered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you enter the tavern, and immediately all eyes are on you. Well, all eyes are on Patty, and then a few eyes eventually look down and see Hava. <laughs> oh my god. But... I, I want at some point to just find a way to, like, fluidly just make it to where Hava is the parrot on Patty's shoulder. Oh my god. Because I feel like... Parents carry their kids on their shoulder. Yeah. And it's just, you know... Maybe Hava will ask. Um... Okay, so the people in this tavern seem to be, um, just your average run-of-the-mill humans. You got a couple elves in there, but nothing too out of the ordinary. Yeah. Uh, in, in the corner... There is one thing that catches Patty's eye. Um, and I want Patty. No, I want Patty to make an investigation roll, and depending on what that is, another roll that I will not say until then. Twenty-one. Okay. Um, roll Constitution. Okay. Um, from what you see, it's just a man and his and a young boy. And from what can be seen, it's just your average father-son sort of moment. And sort of you get a little bit of a sting to a sort of hint of your past, but nothing too major. 
So, no, no psychic, psychic damage for you. Right. Uh, okay. But, for the most part, everything is normal. Like I said, you got mostly humans, a couple elves here and there. And... Then... As all eyes start to leave the site of you two... Um, the barkeep keeps his eyes on you and sort of motions you over. Haddon stiffly walks towards the barkeep. Uh, okay. He, somebody much bigger than you. <laughs> he, uh, he looks at you and then notices Hava just sort of trying to jump up onto one of the stools. And failing. But, um, he looks at Patty. Yes. That's... How? Oh, okay, that's fair. There, there, there's no tiny steps. That's fair. There's, there's no, no staircase, staircase towards the stool. stool. I'll keep trying. <laughs> um, the barkeep looks at Patty and says, You two aren't around from here, are you? No, sir. We just got off the ship. The T-ship. Tell me, Matt. Tell me. What do you know about this place? Not much. I just left time. Then the barkeep gestures down in Hava, who is still jumping up at the stool, and says, I'm gonna try climbing instead. Okay. Um... Actually, just for comedic effect, make a athletics roll for that. God damn it! Why? <laughs> comedic <laughs> effect. <laughs> Tiny, you don't have to make athletics. I was twelve. Okay, twelve. Okay, that's good enough. Minus two. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, I have a six. In yeah. Sorry about that. You're good. So, um, uh, Hava is climbing up the stool and finally gets up there. Uh, the barkeep gestures down at you and says, What about you? I've never been to this place before, but they have some very strange witch rules here. Um, and I just got off the ship. He then starts to look at both of you with a sort of inquisitive look and then says, Two strangers who have never been here before. 
know next to nothing about this place. Am I getting that right? Let me tell you a bit of something about this town. This town has not had any war or trouble for the past century. We intend to keep it that way. That's rude, thinking that will cause trouble. Pacifist, mate. Pacifist. He um, sort of dismisses your statements and just brushes them off and then went goes on to say this town holds one thing dear to its success as peace and that is the guidance of Cronacia. he is the sort of all of this to say that this barkeep starts to go into giving you the history of this place. And Seahawk is a harbor city with major exports being tea and cloth. Um, for the most majority portion of this world's existence and civilization in this world it has been a relatively unknown place but in the past century or so after a sudden change in culture and the fact that these people never had any conflict with any other places after this or a even inner conflict uh it became a place of note in most circles and this city's main religion and culture is the following of a religion called selectivism this this uh belief is that Cronacia, the main god um, is one that needs to divvy up his power to stay stable. And has created everything in that purpose. To divvy up power amongst those that he deems worthy. But he divvies up the power in a way that every vessel of the power is temporary. You are chosen and then given power after trials based on what he sees fit. Right, so he's the DM of the world. Pretty much, yeah. Sounds fair. Uh, he then goes on to say that the Church of Selectivism has been keeping the city in check and following the rules of Trinatia. 
and has and is the big contributor to this town's era of century-long era of peace. Sounds like a haven to me. Yeah. So this town is also one that when it comes to outsiders, they are, for the most part, not accepting, and in the sense that they will oftentimes run outsiders back out of the city, which is and and this city is in an area which was from the start mainly only inhabited by uh, humans and half elves and elves. In a and after a few wars, they sort of gained vendettas against other races and species. So the half orcs have been all but pushed out of the city. Uh, he explains that. Uh, this was because of some war crimes in a certain battle between this city and another neighboring one called Grishan. Which is mainly inhabited by half-orcs and orcs. So... He uses this to explain that outsiders are usually frowned upon, and the only time outsiders are welcome in the city is from the Teabringer, which is only to let the crew stay temporarily. And after, and oh, not the Teabringer, after extensive background checks and sort of guidance from Carnacia on whether or not they can stay. <laughs> After that reaction, he sort of eyes you a bit, but then goes about his business. Teddy stays silent because he knows he's not going to pass one of those. They know that they're not going to pass one of those. This town sucks. That's not in character. This town sucks. <laughs> Um, he then wraps it up by saying that what has him antsy about everything is that the church members have been awfully antsy as of late and have been sort of roaming around the city doing patrols. And that worries him. Man, if religious leaders were running around my town, I would be antsy too. He then, after finishing up and wraps up, and then says, but if you two are in town for temporary or have gotten in after checks, and then I have it again, for a bit. He then goes to say, 
You are welcome in the city for now, as long as you don't do anything. Would you like to have a drink? Got anything stronger than tea? We're a tavern, what do you think? What a skin of your cheapest, please. Will do. That'll be... I say three copper. Considering Paddy doesn't have copper yet, how do you... He looks at you. He looks at you and uh, instantly gets the fact that you don't have copper on you and says like, whether or not whether you can pay in copper is beyond me, but if not, I have more than enough to reimburse you for any lost funds. All of that to say that he can give you change. Right. Teddy hands over a gold piece. Okay. He, uh, gives you back enough uh, I always, like, uh, I should have pulled up the exchange rate chart for this. Uh, I believe it is, if I'm not mistaken, 10 silver to a gold and 10 copper to a silver. He's gonna pay you in silver. It will be 9 Silver and seven copper back, I believe. Okay. So, so sort of mark that down, down in your notes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He then gives you a water skin of what smells like just plain death. That's it. Whether or not you drink it is up to you. <laughs> Patty drinks it. Bold choice. Um, he looks at you and says, that may be my cheapest, but it's also one of my strongest. Drink carefully. I've been on a ship full of drunkards, and they haven't given me a drop. I don't think I'm worried. Roll Constitution. Uh-oh. We're gonna find out if Patty's a lightweight or not. Nine. Okay. So... Immediately after saying that... You see your vision start to sort of go out of focus. And as time goes on, you start to feel the effects more and more. You start losing inhibition and start losing control over what you say. Meaning you... Obviously, I've lost my tolerance 
drop and it's just watching because like how is tiny kobold gonna carry you back uh, just leave me on the floor i'll melt away um so after this uh the barkeep starts to look up and notices the Bandana on your forehead, which has been, for the most part, covering everything, and then, as this happens, has started to glow so bright that it shines through the bandana. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Uh, uh, uh. My character's gonna try to cover it up, just with her hand, just there. Um, as you do that, you sort of look at him for a bit and then look back at patty and then look back because you can't believe what you're seeing but this barkeep has started to bow what you doing that for i should be bowing to you this is a good ass drink <laughs> um he utters lords you have been chosen So said that beast. Uh -oh. Good ass link. <laughs> so everyone in this bar has been now staring at you and is pretty much all on their knees in front of you. These humanoids are weird. But man, they can make like not. Um, and Patty looks down at Hava and sees something he did they didn't see before, and that is that Hava now has a mark as well that is also glowing. I think dude didn't write a uh, mark on my character because it was too short. Yeah, yeah but... Let me just... <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 hey. White thing, you have dot. You has a dot. Uh, I'm gonna look... My character's gonna look in the reflection of uh, Patty's cup and just ooh, carefully lift up giant hat. Um, so, as this goes on, all anyone will say to you guys is, you have been chosen. Chosen for Um, the man you saw earlier on the carriage comes in, sees you, and sees that it is glowing, these marks have been glowing. He, um, comes in and offers two things, one for each of you. For Patty, he offers a 
sort of ornamental cup with jewels sort of decorating it. A finely decorated goblet. Yes. One might call it a chalice. <laughs> yeah. Is there white liquid inside of it? No. Damn it. <laughs> but, um... To... Hava, he offers... Um... Sort of... Cloak. Yes. My character immediately puts it on. Uh, as you put it on... Uh, as Hava puts on the cloak, you immediately feel a rush of power come over you. Please, why are you giving me your fancy ass cup? Um, he... He looks you dead in the eyes and says, you have been chosen for the trials. But they don't like us here. We got an entire spiel about how we're sinners and we should leave as soon as we came. He, um... Trials? Is it going to be booze? Um... As soon as you say that, you look down at your cup and it's now... It was empty, but it's now filled to the brim with whatever your favorite drink is. Milk. No. Uh, salted caramel liquor! <laughs> the finest amber! <laughs> Um, so, you two have both received in special items. Each activated by the mark on you. And sort of se separate other criteria. So, we've seen that Tiny's item is... Sorry, excuse me is a uh, chalice and on command can be filled to the brim with whatever they whatever Patty wants liquid form of. And it can be either general or specific, but general it is going to be a form of that liquid that is Closer to the heart of Patty. So it fills up with blood. Not what I was getting at, but okay. It's more of what Patty knows yeah. the drink should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew that. But, um, and have a. Uh, this is not known yet, but you have been given a special cloak that, uh, will, with certain actions, give you major advantage in stealth. So it makes me invisible. 
Yes. <gasps> but characters already stealthy as hell. But um only when the cloak deems it necessary. Damn. At least sentient. as of now. It's sentient. It's uh, enchanted. Doctor uh, Strange's cloak. It's sentient. <laughs> <laughs> And so the priest then says to you, follow me, I will teach you everything you need to know for the trials. Teddy looks at Heather and goes, I don't quite trust him, but he gave me a good ass cup of liquid. My character is prancing around in the cloak and the hat. Just dee -dee 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 -dee. <laughs> I, I want it to be known that this cloak uh, was made with someone in mind that is way taller than Hava. <laughs> like, probably more around uh, in between the height of Patty and Hava. Oh my god, it's somebody like five feet tall is just dragging behind on the ground. <laughs> but um you only know this because it's very you can tell that it was done this fix was done in a hurry and it is very roughly cut to where it should be it just took a season damn it god it's all we thought you of yeah pretty much um, so, so do you guys go with him? Yes. My character's gonna look down and just be like, You know, I feel like three kobolds can fit in this. <laughs> I remember when my friend decided to put, uh, three of us in a trench coat. So many people! Patty stumbles after the priest. So, um... As you exit the tavern, you see the you see three people dressed in religious clothing besides the priest. They all look at you in various ways. One of which is very a couple of which are actually very excited and have this sort of gleam about them with this. But there's one in particular who, uh... Oh, that is... Plaguey just said something in the chat, and... That is... That is amazing. But, um... Yeah. But, um... This last person that you see has a very reserved look. And you can tell from this that they are very off-put about the fact that you have been chosen. And... I, 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 I have a feeling that we're not all quite gleeful as we should be. That seems like a them problem. I am very happy. <laughs> 
Um, so... This is when... You get in the carriage and... Are sort of riding through the town. And... Sort of everything starts to fade to black. In your vision. And her tail is just slowly swishing back and forward. That's what half is having right now. As she fades to black. Yes. Man, your character just does not want to be awake, does she? No. <laughs> um. So fade to black, vision loss, and you go unconscious for a bit. And. Does Patty sober up during this? Yes. Right. Um, but you hear a voice sort of boom through your ears, and you wake up, but you're not where you were. In fact, you're not in the town anymore. But you also feel that this is not real. You're more in a sort of blank slate area it's just all darkness except for you and hava both of you so this is what the druid said a dream state would look like uh, a magic cast a person i don't know um, a voice booms through and says, I have chosen, cho ah, chosen, I have chosen you, you shall prove to yourselves and gain my power. And that's where we'll end for today. Alright, sounds G. Yeah. Let me stop recording, and...